You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thanks for listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. We're going to be recording episode 37. Um, I apologize for the quality of our last uh, podcast, which was yesterday, episode 36. Um, there's like a little audio problem, so like it seems like it's uh, like the audio's, I don't know, relatively normal as it's introing because I noticed that uh, we got the episode wrong but then it goes into its tr- regular transition and then all of a sudden it's like <laughs> fucking super loud uh, we just got a new microphone so that we could like just I don't know just increase the overall quality of the podcast and um, when we were recording it actually seemed like it was recording like super low and so I did some adjustments to like increase the overall overall sound um by default uh problem was is that uh it was <laughs> it was my mistake as it turns out it was actually recording just fine uh, <laughs> so it's fixed now uh it's just the microphone's completely different from what we're used to um the previous microphone actually adjusted like from the mic and then this other one doesn't it, re- it does it through the program so pain in the ass but um uh, worth it i guess um, so, to start off the show, um, <clears throat> we have some stuff from uh, from uh, Disney, I suppose, and then we move on to some. Uh, let me see here. Oh my god! Stuff Over and here. stuff and stuff. Yeah, stuff and stuff and stuff. Uh, some Disney related stuff, some um, Marvel related information, and then some game related news so uh we'll get into the disney related news um first just because i don't know it's like the weakest of all the stories but i mean compared to all the other shit like there's a bunch of stuff that came out today which is pretty cool um first off uh i saw that uh disney's lucasfilm was suing a lightsaber training school and so this was actually from uh foxnews.com slash travel and uh, pretty much what it comes down to is it two different comp or two companies in New York are actually um, being sued for using logos that are very similar to like Jedi Academy logos, and um, they're also uh, they're uh, what do you call it? Um, they, what happened is they were actually trying to use. Uh, you know, the original logos, they were trying to use a lot of, um, like, actual Disney-related trademarks and stuff, and it actually, like, petitioned to use them. And Disney had basically said, like, no, you can't use our stuff. And so they went ahead and used the stuff anyways, which, I mean, I don't know what you'd expect. At one point, these same companies actually tried to file for their own trademark. Um, it was like New York Jedi and uh, basically it is exactly what it sounds like they do they charge people money to come in there and wield uh, lightsabers and get training on how to use them in combat effectively while learning the Jedi ways obviously Disney has a problem with this because basically using their trademarks with impunity um, and charging money for it. And on top of that, even after they were told no, they couldn't use any of, um, you know, the original trademarks, they basically just made their stuff very similar and kept going. Apparently Disney sent them a bunch of cease and desist and they've more or less ignored them up to this point. Which, I mean, I guess it's kind of a big mistake because I don't imagine these businesses have uh, that much money to be combating somebody like Disney. You can't really go against Lucasfilms. I mean, they attack everybody trying to use Star Wars anything. Yeah. I mean, that's that's been a very well-known fact. Like, I bought something from somebody on Etsy, like, years ago. Um, she did a mashup of Star Wars and Hello Kitty. It was called, like, Hello Wars. Mm-hmm. And she actually had to take all of her stuff down. It wasn't from Sanrio. It was because she got a letter from Lucasfilm stating that they are getting ready to sue her. Because she was using the Star Wars likeness in her art. 
San Rio didn't have a problem with it. It was Lucasfilms that had the problem with their part of the of her business. Which is crazy because like, you know, a lot of artists they you know, they draw, you know, various things from uh, you know, pop culture, cartoons, whatever it is, and you're never really going to see, you know, any of these companies like suing artists or anything like that for drawing the the cartoon as they see it. I mean, like Obviously, they're not taking a drawing of something else and then like screen printing it onto a t-shirt as it was created by the company and then passing it off as their own work. Obviously, there's infringement there. But, you know, these artists are like, you know, physically drawing their own stuff in a mashup of, you know, like Star Wars or whatever it is, but are being sued, which is crazy that you could draw your own stuff (laughs) and then still be sued just because it's their stuff which I mean makes no sense because like if Disney does that I mean could actually you know win from just people making drawings like really good drawings and selling them that pretty much any other company could do that you know if Disney wins that's that's a precedent for pretty much anybody getting sued for drawing anything well it's always interesting to me that the big companies can do that but when smaller artists see bigger companies taking their work, the smaller artist always loses. There's a really big thing right now where a lot of people, independent artists that sell their work on places like Etsy or even their own websites, are seeing these big companies like um, Urban Outfitters and stores like that that are making blatant ripoffs of their art. And they're trying to get, you know, these big companies to stop selling their ripoffs. And basically the big companies are like, well, prove it. Well, and it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it pretty much comes down to being corporate bullies. You know, they have a panel of lawyers that can pretty much keep you tied up in litigation forever. So, I mean, unless you have an unlimited supply of money, you're never going to win. I mean, in this case, it seems a little bit more blatant, like maybe these people, you know, deserved a little bit what's coming to them because they tried to get permission, it got denied, they went ahead anyways, they try to make their own logos and stuff, but they're very similar to the original likenesses. They're actually using, like, the words lightsaber and things like that that are trademarked by Disney, um, you know, and that are actually, like, putting on classes to, you know, learn how to use lightsabers and to learn the Jedi ways. But, like, because Disney bought Lucasfilm and actually have, like, Star Wars-related stuff at their parks now, on top of the fact that, you know, now they do shows where they actually, you know, try to teach kids how to use lightsabers and, like, how to be Jedis essentially conflicting with exactly what you know disney is already doing and obviously they're not following like the disney way of doing things so um you know of course you know this was you know bound to happen at some point um i mean i guess moving on from that is that uh um i mean these people pretty much need to well one of the articles i read about it the other day was that um one of the schools that they had targeted wasn't the one that had created their own similar, what is it, logo that looks similar to it, but it was one that was charging $10 a class, and they're just one of the ones that goes to conventions and, you know, does like an hour little panel deal with people. It wasn't one of the big ones. It was just like this little road show that goes around. Yeah. So it's... I mean, there are some that are marketing it a little bit different, and then there are some that are just having fun. So they're not going after one specifically. I mean, they're going after all of them because there are a bunch. I mean, there are some that, like, they have them in L.A. where you can take a class, and then you sh- you can um, do a little film at the end of the class where you're having a lightsaber fight with somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all different, but... Well, and, you know, um, I even see where they're actually, like, trying to get people to take down those like little fan videos and are basically basically people are doing like sword fights on youtube and then they um you know edit the video and make their sword look like a lightsaber so that like when they play it back you know it looks like a epic lightsaber fight yeah and they want people to take those down it's it's crazy the links they're going to to do that i mean it makes you i don't know it almost like poisons the people that you know, the, like, the vast amount of people that, you know, love Star Wars, like, love the, you know, culture of everything, and, you know, they, like, want to be immersed in it. It almost, 
creates people <coughs> that are going to hate, that are going to hate the freaking company and are going to hate Star Wars in general because, you know, they're they're getting letters in the mail that they're going to get sued for just being super fans. I mean, I know some of them are doing, like, business kind of related shit and whatever. And, I mean, that's a whole different story. I mean, you can't compare them all the same because some are just doing it for fun. Some are making money off of it. I can see where they're like, okay, well, they're making money off of something that's ours. You know, we didn't give them permission, so give us all the monies. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just seems stupid. Um, I thought We actually talked about this topic longer than I thought we would. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Disney, um, they have their own Jedi Academy, obviously, for preschoolers through young adults. And um, they are also going to be building 14-acre um, Star Wars theme parks near Disney World and Disneyland. And uh, they already put in an application for an audience interaction projection system, which implies that there's going to be realistic lightsaber experiences, I would imagine, with that type of tech being put through so I mean maybe it's I mean I mean obviously it's about protecting their brand but uh, some of the smaller ones that we've already covered it just seems like they're being a little overzealous maybe they should pick and choose who they decide to mess with yeah I'm really sure that the girl down the street making a a t-shirt she probably makes like 200 bucks off of it do you really need that money Disney do you need that $200 probably not she probably does. You probably don't. Right. And I mean, it's not like she's really cutting into like any business they have going. Uh, you know, the idea that they're going to hurt Disney's bottom line is pretty absurd. I mean, obviously, if she was to, you know, get bigger and like have multiple employees working for her and like selling thousands of shirts a month or something like that, then I could see where they're like, uh, okay, hold on a second. You know, if it's just some chick that's selling a couple of shirts on a freaking hobby site, uh, it seems uh, a little blown out of proportion to, you know, send your lawyers after her. But, um, I digress. We move on to uh, a movie trailer, and the movie trailer is the official Logan trailer that actually just released today. Um, we watched the trailer, and it's exactly what we thought it was going to be we talked about it before where you know people were saying that this movie was going to be a lot more heavy a lot more serious um and that it was going to be different than any of the wolverine movie we'd seen up to this uh up to this time period now watching the trailer it does set a very heavy mood the music that's playing in the background is like a very kind of like a sad country song you know wolverine's beat up he's you know looks like he's shaking um you know his eyes are bloodshot like he just appears to be weathered and worn um and there's all kinds of shit going on there's a there's a kid that's involved it looks like there's Asians that are like coming after him or maybe it's the kid uh you know it's like professor x is in it and um yeah he didn't look too good yeah i mean he looks like he's pretty weathered as well um, you know, he looked pretty sickly, you know, basically like bedridden at one point, like in, in this, uh, in this trailer. But, um, you know, the, the crazy part is right toward the end. Now, when you see, um, this trailer, like you just, you know, see it kind of build up to obviously Wolverine, uh, you know, fighting all these different agents and stuff. Uh, the thing is, is that there's two versions now, we watched the U.S. version, and from what I understood from reading another article that was at uh, comicbook.com, is that there was a, another trailer that had just released, and it was actually on that uh, comicbook.com uh, story. So, we actually saw the original official U.S. release on the Logan Facebook page, and then... Um, we took a look at the other trailer that was actually like an international release trailer. And initially, we're like, this isn't even the, this is the same fucking trailer. You know, we're looking at it. And I was like, God damn it. Like, maybe I accidentally clicked the wrong link. But like within the last like 10 or 15 seconds of the trailer, you notice the difference. The difference is, is that the international version is significantly more violent. 
Wolverine's fucking putting his claws through people. Um, you know, he even, like, puts his claws through, like, some dude's fucking skull. And you actually see, like, his claws, like, coming out of the dude's, um, you know, the top of his head. Uh, and, I mean, pretty much with that level of violence in the trailer from the international, you know, the international trailer. I mean, it's pretty much indicative of the fact that this is going to be, you know, R, you know, a hard R rating. Which, everybody's kind of like, is it going to be PG-13? Is it going to be rated R? Is it going to be PG-13? Is it going to be rated R? Are they going to release it PG-13? And then it's going to be like a rated R version that's going to come out on like Blu-ray or something? Um, you know, based on what the international version shows, it looks like it's definitely going to be rated R. I don't imagine they're going to, you know, release two different cuts of a movie. Um, so, I mean, based on that, I, you know, it's, it's going to be an R movie. Um, absolutely. I mean, that's the kind of shit you would see in Deadpool. So, uh, I mean, based on what you, you know, what you saw from the trailer, I mean, what did you think of it? I, I think it is going to be a lot more serious. Um, just almost seemed depressing. <laughs> Well, yeah, Johnny Cash singing Hurt is depressing. <laughs> I know. I so, said I, I was more general and said a, country, a sad country song. but Well, yeah. it's not a country song. I mean, him singing it makes it a little country, but it's not a country song. Yeah, well, it's country. Anyways. But it's not a country song. So what the fuck is it, folk? No. The original song is not a country song. Well, it fucking sounds country in the goddamn trailer. I know, because Johnny Cash is singing it. Well, boom, there you go. Boom goes the dynamite. Anyways. Anyways, we're talking about the trailer. I know. I'm trying to say him singing that song is depressing. You wouldn't feel anything else but depressed watching that trailer. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's your assessment of the music. Yes. I mean, what about, like, what you actually saw? It's going to be sad. Yeah. But interesting. I think that'd be interesting. I want to know what the girl. I want to know what the the role the girl plays in all of the storyline. Yeah, they actually shoved her down kind of far into the IMDb credits, and she doesn't have a name, even though you could tell she plays a big part in the movie. Yeah, she pops in it multiple times. So, I'm I'm curious to see what role she plays. So, uh, I mean, obviously it was releasing in March. I didn't write it down, but we'd already talked about it. I'm pretty sure so. it's March. So, I, I can't wait. The trailer looks way better than all the past Wolverines that we've seen so um this better not really be his last one because it looks like it might actually be a decent movie they finally given him something good to work with and he's like peace <laughs> yeah well you bye. know what he's always indicated that he's willing to take on a movie role if the price is right I think at this point he's kind of tired of playing the role but obviously if the, the money's too good to pass up he'll play it because the thing is is Last time he said he wasn't going to play any more Wolverine movies, and then he signed on for Logan. Why? Because they showed him the money. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if it really comes down to it, I mean, unless they're basically writing him off in this movie, because, I mean, like he, like I said, he does look, with, you know, weathered and beaten and tired. And old. And so, I mean, unless, you know, they're basically setting it up a transition for, you know, basically getting rid of Wolverine in the universe in this movie then, you know, hopefully, like, he'd be willing to sign on for another one. Yeah. But, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So, um, you know, why the fuck did the international release get the, like, cool trailer? I mean, maybe it's just because, like, because the U.S. Because Americans don't like violence. Or sex. There isn't any sex in that, though. I know what I'm saying. Like, if it's, like, too sexy, it's, you like, too much for the U.S. If it's to throw that too in violent, it's too much for the U.S. I don't know. You just have to watch the news to see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, we move on from the Logan movie. And uh, we move on to uh, the Doctor Strange movie, since we're talking about Marvel stuff. Uh, this story actually found on Cinema Blend, And... Um, Basically, what I got from this story was that um, people had screened Doctor Strange, and those people who had screened it um, basically talked about the movie, saying that the script was kind of weak, and um, this was like from multiple people that were tweeting this out. 
But all those people were like, but the visuals were amazing. But this looked beautiful and this was, you know, cool. And, you know, the thing is, is ultimately the people that watch the screening are still like, but the movie was cool. And uh, what I what kind of got me is that there's multiple people saying that, eh, script wise, not that great. Not the strongest Marvel movie that you're going to see, but the visuals and everything that you see in it is completely different from everything you've seen from like other major Marvel movies up to this point. And that, like, you know, visually speaking, it's pretty, it's, you know, beautiful, magnificent, like whatever words you want to use. And that that's kind of its saving grace. But to me, it's almost, I mean, it definitely is a double standard because. You know, if, if a DC movie puts out a movie that has a subpar script or a storyline that's not great, but is visually pleasing, it's basically freaking reamed. Everybody hates it. You know, nobody wants to go see it. It was, wasn't worth the money. Somehow there's, you know, no saving grace to what's visually a great movie, you know, for DC, but, you know, somehow people still turn around and give Marvel, you know, a thumbs up to, you know, go see it when, you know, seemingly the only strong point of the movie is the visuals. Uh, I mean, what's what's your take on that? DC's not Marvel. As we've said before, Marvel has the bigger fan base, I think. I, I just really think that they won people over with their movies and DC is never, ever going to catch up. I mean, no matter what they do, I don't think they're ever going to... I don't think they're going to win it, so... There's that, but... I mean, as far as this movie, what's-his-face, Benedict... What is it? Cumberbatch or freaking... Benedict Cucumberbatch. Whatever his name is. (laughs) He Oh, no, Benedict Cumberbun? No, he has a strong fan base, (laughs) you know, all on his own. Uh Uh-huh. And even if the movie really does, like, blow, I think people are just going to latch onto it because they like him. And they're not going to let it fail because they want to continue to see him. Well, you know, I really do like, uh, you know, Benedict Cucumber Bottom. Um, he does do a lot of good movies. Um, there's been a bunch of movies that I've seen of him that he just is a great performer. He does have that odd look to him in Doctor Strange not so much but I mean in other movies like he's always like always this odd duck but um I don't know I do enjoy his movies and I mean that could be it it's kind of like oh crap you know we can't have you know this dude you know tanking in this movie we gotta kind of prop this movie up because I mean that would kind of represent something a little bad for the overall Marvel universe as they're trying to connect everything if this one kind of, you know, lulls, you know, and kind of well, has a hiccup. And I'm not completely familiar with his storyline, but something tells me, just just from the trailers, that this one is a little more complex than other superheroes. Mm-hmm. So I think people go into these types of movies not wanting to think a whole lot. They're there to see a lot of action and just... So Michael Bay should have directed it? No, but like a lot of action, you know, a lot of humor like Marvel usually does, you know, big handsome faces and muscles, you know, like Chris Evans, Chris Mm -hmm. Pratt even. And I don't think this movie is going to be any of those things. So people fall back on, oh, well, it's visually stunning because it's lacking, you know, big muscles. It's lacking, probably lacking big action. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. And the thing is, too, is that, you know, a lot of people were concerned about the movie uh, focusing a lot on magic. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of movies are, you know, a lot of the other movies are set in reality and science. You know, there's there's some scientific reason to why this is that way or, you know, with the exception of like somebody like Thor. But even then, it's kind of like, oh, well, he's a Norse god, you know, but, you know, so he's not really, you know, he's. He's still got strength, you know, but the reason that he has these powers is because he's a Norse god, you know, and then, you know, you focus on all these other characters and like, again, 
all of their stuff is like set in some, some sort of reality. Like even when you're talking about the Incredible Hulk, he's a scientist, science gone wrong. Oh no, you know, something happened and now he's the Incredible Hulk. But, you know, none of the characters are really dealing too much in magic. I mean, there's magic elements to it that are, that you know, slowly got introduced into Marvel. Obviously, like, uh, you know, we're talking about um, the Olsen character uh scarlet Scarlet witch Witch. so you have scarlet witch with you know a little bit of magic um you know vision some of his powers are i mean not necessarily magic but based on the infinity stone uh you know so you see these magic elements start to get introduced into the storyline i think maybe so that it kind of like warms people up to the idea that you know some of these characters are magical And they're not just based in reality or based in science or, you know, um, uh, like tall tales or, you know, godly figures or whatever. Um, You know, and then you kind of take this 180 over to Doctor Strange, who's completely something different. You know, he's intelligent, not muscle bound, um, is, you know, I mean, all of his he's magical like it's that's his whole fucking thing you know when you do a movie that's based on nothing but that I mean obviously I'm sure there'll be some sort of fight scenes and shit but it's gonna be like magic based and magic fighting I'm not saying it's gonna be like fucking Harry Potter they're not gonna be like you know using their wizard wands and shit and (laughs) fucking throwing throwing fucking kill spells at each other but it's still gonna be a lot different than what people are used to like you said and uh you know maybe that's why people kind of felt that it the script was shaky because you're talking about a standalone movie where this dude's going to either have to perform or not you know he's has to care he has to carry the movie and captivate people to be interested i mean because i mean i'm not saying that i mean we haven't seen it we haven't screened it so we can't say how his performance was i mean but obviously the the visuals are fucking impeccable you know because even though people are saying the script is shaky they still said the movie's great because of it. Um, I mean, really, I think that maybe they're just being too hard on him. Because, Probably. Because generally speaking, um, you know, most of the movies that he's been in, whether we're talking about Star Trek or, you know, his more serious roles, like, uh, God damn it, what was one of them? It was like Imitation Game. Yeah. Um, that was a good movie. You know, phenomenal performance. I mean, absolutely amazing. Um, you know, so as an actor, I really don't see him not pulling this role off yeah he, he doesn't suck as an actor yeah i mean he's definitely a strong candidate for this role he seems to fit um you know the the doctor strange look uh you know so really i'm kind of taking everybody's opinion with a grain of salt ultimately we're, we're gonna go see the movie anyways like i talked about before we already um you know reserved our imax seats ahead of time so that when we're down at BlizzCon uh, into Thursday before we go get our badges, we're going to go watch um, Doctor Strange. You know, critics, I mean, and these aren't even critics. These are people that screen the movie, normal people. You know, I mean, people tend to be nicer about, you know, the movie. And obviously critics are always more harsh. But, you know, people just don't like the same shit. I mean, how many times, you know, and this is kind of going a little off topic with Doctor Strange. But, like, to draw an example... Sometimes my mom will be like, oh my god, this movie was the shit. She'll be like, you guys need to watch it. We watch it, and we're like, what the fuck did we watch? Like, what is your fucking problem? Your mom has horrible taste in movies. Yeah, I mean, 20 minutes in the movie, and you're like already asking yourself, like, why you did this to yourself to accept an invitation to watch a movie that my mom picked. Like, absolutely horrendous taste in movies. But, you know, then you take her to see what's like... A universally accepted like good movie, like if you were to take like Napoleon Dynamite, (laughs) yeah, she she, hated that movie. She fucking hated that movie. I mean, there was some funny shit in it. I know there was a lot of people that didn't like it either. That's a great movie. Um, but it was super funny, yeah. And so, um, when you but I mean, like, let's say a movie like uh, Captain America: Civil War, fucking great movie. A movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, she appreciates it for what it is and will watch it because. Uh, like our kids like the movies and stuff but as a whole she'll sit there and be like eh 
This is stupid. Yeah, this is dumb. Like, this is... And then talk through it all. Yeah, she'll talk through it and, like, be, like, fucking trying to, like, you know, throw jokes at you and shit when you're trying to pay attention and you're like, leave me alone. You know, so, I mean, <laughs> there's going to be those people. So, um, like I said, we're going to see it anyways. Um, you know, whether I believe that, uh, you know, he had a weak performance. Because when, okay, when they're saying that the script is weak, they have to be, they have to be inferring that his performance wasn't good. Right? Because if his performance was good, how can the strip be weak? Or, I mean, maybe everybody else's shit's kind of weak, and, like, he did well, but he couldn't carry it all? Well, if you have a, a, a weak script, even if he has strong actors, a movie tends to fail because they can only do so much with what they're given. I mean... Yeah, that's true. That's... Well, I mean, I guess we'll, I mean, I guess we'll just find out in a, you know... A, I mean, or is it like one of those screenings where they're still trying to tweak it? So No, it can't be. I mean, we're talking about less than two weeks to release. I mean, because BlizzCon's November 4th and 5th or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like two weeks away. But I mean, I was well, just Well, that's asking. what I'm saying. Like, I don't think they're going to do any sort of post-production shit changing the movie or whatever at this point. So, um I mean, at this point, I mean, I guess we'll just go ahead and see what, what the problem is, you know, whether or not it's, like, uh, an actor's inability to, you know, portray the role right, or whether it's just generally just shitty writing, and no matter how good the people did, it just came off as weak anyway, so, uh, I mean, I guess we'll find out. Hopefully, um, it's none of those things, and people are just being overcritical. So, um... Moving on from that, uh, the uh, uh, trailer for um, Red Dead Redemption 2 just came out. And, like, I know that the, uh, there's been shit for, like, weeks. Like, oh, my God, this movie should be coming out soon. Blah, I can't wait for it. And, uh, you know, like, there was some pictures that were posted and people were kind of losing their minds. And so the trailer just uh, just released today. And visually... It looks fucking amazing. It's um, visually stunning. It is. It's very. It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty much a race about Doctor Strange. Uh, the 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 game looks great. Um, I mean, Rockstar obviously took the time to make a a good game. I mean, I guess you really can't question like, you know, how good, you know, Rockstar is as a uh, you know game developer because they generally make pretty good games so uh i mean if you haven't seen the trailer go check it out i mean either we'll post it on twitter and our facebook page but obviously you can always go to a place like youtube or whatever um the game is set to release uh fall 2017 so that's not too far away i mean hopefully it's going to be one of those games that uh you know depending on whether you go to gamestop or best buy um, it's one of those, you know, approved games on a list. It'll like, you know, give you a little extra something when you pre-order and purchase. So I'm definitely uh, gonna pre-order that game. We just haven't decided whether it's gonna be PS4 or Xbox. So uh, moving on from that, um, let's see. Uh, for I mean, basically the final topic because to me, like, this is the most major of everything that's going on right now. I mean, obviously the Logan movie is a big fucking deal, but um, more excited about this uh, since we're on the topic of games and that is that Nintendo uh, just released like a little mini movie that they posted on their website for the new Nintendo Switch which is a console slash portable gaming system um, we watched the movie the little mini movie that they had basically like showing everything that this console can do um, I mean what are your thoughts it looks like you can do a lot, but that seems kind of lofty. Like, I don't know. I mean, it looks neat, but it's almost like, is it too much? Like, is Nintendo getting ahead of themselves? I don't know. It's pretty neat, but, but I don't know. But hasn't about all of, their, all of their systems? Think about it. When Wii U released, people were like, what the fuck is this? And then it's like, sold a quadrillion units and kept them afloat. And then... Yeah, when they came it's... out with the Wii U, a lot of people gave them shit about the Wii U, which, arguably speaking, the Wii U did not do very well. But it's kind of like 
you know, they did something significantly different in like having a controller that's also a screen that allows you to play when the, you know, when the system, you know, it's not displayed on the television. You know, they're always trying to do something different. I mean, obviously, it has to do with survival. Nintendo, I don't think, can directly compete graphics wise with, you know, the likes of PlayStation and Xbox that are, you know, obviously like hyper realistic in the games that they release and are, you know, trying to compete with PC. I don't think Nintendo has really ever been about that. I mean, I think at one point they tried, like way back in the day, when they were trying to release their games on discs with the GameCube, but that was an utter failure. <laughs> and, you know, they've pretty much been on like this stagnant run ever since, I mean, with the exception of the N64, but, I mean, that's way back, you know. But, uh, you know, fast-forwarding, you know, most of their systems have been popular in their own way, but they've also been very niche. Like, we have a Wii U... And it's a fun system. The kids like it. But, I mean, there's just not the content that's available for, like, the Xbox and the PlayStation. And, obviously, a lot of the, you know, game developers basically abandon that system because, you know, they're able to make better games for PlayStation and Xbox because there's more to work with when you're talking about, um, you know, overall hardware capabilities and things like that. And, you know, you're basically stuck in an older bubble trying to develop games for the Wii U that is basically running on outdated software, which is pretty much what this game is going to be doing. Now, um, essentially, the movie is basically showing the diversity of what you can do with the system. Um, there's a, there's a dock that would you know go next to your television, and the the console kind of slides between it. Now, you know you have what's basically the um, the Wii. Pro controller um, that you would use to play like when you're playing your console game um, but like let's say oh I'm gonna go somewhere well basically you can take the console with you you pull it off the dock it acts to stand the um, the I mean the dock like stands the console up and also charges it um, you know you take that with you um, I mean there's even uh, controllers that you can use where um, it slides off like two parts of the handle and when you slide off the two parts of the handle you slide it onto the console that basically adds like the left and right control panels to the console portion of the system that actually almost looks like the Wii U gamepad. That's what I was thinking. It looked like you could just break it apart. Which the looked Wii very U sleek. I mean yeah it looks cool. It's just like I said it, it seems like they're trying to do a lot with it. And I just wonder if it's maybe a little too much because it seems like with the Wii's, both of them, they kind of framed it as like a family or like a kid, kind of more like a kid-friendly game system. And this one to me looks like it's trying to make it a little more adult because I don't know how many parents would give their kids the responsibility of, you know, all those moving parts in this system. Right. Which, I mean, it'll still be fun, but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure there are some people, some little nerds that will like it. I mean, <laughs> I would like it, but I don't know if the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about this one. I don't know if the market's going to be there, I guess. I mean, it's neat, but... I just, I don't know if it's going to be the big sell that they're hoping for. Well, I mean, when we're looking at, uh, God damn it, this Nintendo thing's like going off. Um, I'll just click it out. Make a noise on my podcast, Nintendo. Um, but, uh, I mean, basically what it is, is these two controllers, um, like you can use a controller that basically comes apart and you add these, um, two little, um, side portions that basically slide onto the left and right portion of the console that basically add the controller portion um, to the portable console that actually looks reminiscent of a Wii U gamepad. It is a lot more sleek and different than the Wii U gamepad itself. It doesn't look as bulky, a lot, a lot more thin definitely, almost on the level of like a, um, a tablet. Uh, maybe a little thicker than that. Uh, I would say maybe as thick as like a 3DS. Maybe not quite as thick as that. Maybe a little thinner somewhere in the middle. Um, and so it's showing all the different capabilities that it can do. And so, uh, I mean, what you can do, like in certain games, is like even though it has those two controllers that are attached to the console, 
you can actually remove them and basically hand one person one and hand somebody another and actually use utilize the joystick and buttons as an individual controller so two people could play on this portable system and you know even though there's just this, these two controllers that you would presume would be like okay we well, can only play one player well you can hand it to another person and you actually have two controllers uh, you know they, they showed another example where there were two different people that had um, this uh, had this system and so they they put the consoles you know back to back they're playing a basketball game and so you know all the controllers were taken off the consoles so that four people were playing a basketball game on the system because each of the you know the left and right controllers were individual controllers for each individual person to play which is pretty freaking neat that um, you know you can do something like that also it was displaying a like an SD card slot over the top of the console that appeared to accept 3DS type cartridges as far as um, you know for games so whether or not this console is going to um, allow you to play 3DS games on it or whether or not they're actually just gonna develop games that are gonna go onto a 3DS sized uh, cartridge um, that I'm not sure it's not really clear whether or not it's accepting 3DS games or whether or not they're actually moving to a cartridge format that's just gonna have those tiny tiny discs instead of like you know CDs or you know any of the other uh, you know types of you know formats that are out there uh, you know maybe they're doubling down on these on this cartridge format so um, there is that which was uh, pretty neat I mean obviously you can just kinda of throw those in your pocket you, know, you don't have to like you know baby them like you do a disc and worry about them getting scratched up I mean there is a level of care that you want to you know have for any game because they do still have the little contacts you know that if you get them all nasty and fucked up they're not gonna read when you put them in your in your system but still I think all in all just generally more sturdy than a disc um, and one of the other things that was neat that was actually toward the the end of the little mini movie was the fact that uh, you know, there's people that are strategizing on how to play this first-person shooter for, like, the Wii U called Splatoon. And so, you know, each individual person had their own, uh, had their own, uh, console. And so the console actually has a little kickstand on the back. So they put their kickstands up and they have their game, their game console on the floor. And they're, you know, drawing tactics of what they're going to do in this FPS. And so because they have their own individual controllers, they're basically landing with six of these systems playing with each other at once multiplayer on this FPS which is neat because that's almost the concept of like what you get from playing a 3DS you know you go out and you know you're playing a game and somebody else has that same game and then you know you can play wirelessly with them you know everybody always brings their 3DS's when you go to Comic Con and especially when you end up in the Nintendo lounge Everybody has their systems and they're all playing each other and trading stuff and whatever. So, I mean, it seems like they're taking the best of what there is to offer from the 3DS. Like, with the cartridges, with the portability. And, uh, you know, to a certain extent, even the controls. And then, you know, they're incorporating it into the Wii U and the portability of the Wii U and the gamepad. What about the little Amiibos? I mean, I'm sure they'll incorporate that in some way. I mean, that was a big moneymaker for them. Um, it was a huge moneymaker for them. I mean, whether or not they'll incorporate it, we'll see. Are they going to do something different? I don't know. Um, I mean, I could totally see them incorporating, like, the old NFC technology into that so that they can, you know, that people can still use them. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think the system looks promising. They're trying to, they're trying to forge their own path. Uh, you know, obviously, it's you can't compare it to the PlayStation and the Xbox because... It's just not the same. It's on a, a whole different level, and I, I mean, I really think as far as convenience goes, that's neat. You know, you're playing a you're playing a you know a, a good game uh, on the system. You want to go you want to go somewhere. You have to go somewhere. You can take the whole fucking console with you. I mean, with the Wii U, <laughs> our kids. Well, I mean, with the Wii U, it's like it's cool because you can take the Wii U gamepad and you know play in the same room or. I mean, you like in our house, you can barely go into another room before the connectivity just kind of like lags out. I mean, you have to be like pretty much within proximity to play a game, you know, when somebody else is watching TV in order to enjoy it.
but like just being able to take my like basically take the whole freaking console with you in order to play and then be able to connect with people that are out there I mean I almost see them kind of putting themselves at a disadvantage when it comes to mobile gaming because I mean I know a system like this is probably going to cost like three or four hundred dollars but to me does I mean to you doesn't it seem like they're going to cut into their mobile sales I mean because one of their biggest hot hot um hot ticket items every year is the fact that they're ultra dominant in portable gaming systems with the Nintendo 3DS and the 3DS XL and the 2DS and all these different versions I mean there have been people that have tried to compete with them obviously like Sony uh you know releasing their Vita and then like way back they had the PSP but they failed and they failed again you know basically don't even support it anymore uh you know Nintendo basically has that under wraps but with them releasing something that almost seems to compete to a certain extent, I mean, the price points are different. You know, obviously we're talking $200 and we're talking $400, but... I don't think they're going to hurt themselves, because like I said, what, there will be some parents that aren't going to trust their kids with all those parts. I mean, would you give a four-year-old a Switch and not a DS? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, or what if you're broke and you can't afford that $400 Switch, but you can afford, what, the DS is probably like $100 now? Haven't they gone down in price? About 150 I think, depending on where you go. But you can afford that. Right. I mean, I mean there, there will be a market. Some people might not want to lug the Switch around everywhere. They might want to keep it at home for, you know, just their things. I don't know. I mean, some people are particular about their gaming systems. Even if it has the portability factors, it doesn't mean they're going to take it anywhere. They might not want to get it lost or stolen, but they can put a DS, you know, in their backpack or their purse. They might feel a little bit better about it. Yeah. And, you know, there's the street pass capability that you're talking about with the DS. Maybe that the system isn't going to have that. So if they like exchanging the things... Well, it appears to. I mean, you saw the movie. I mean, they're, they're playing. Well, they're playing, but are your... Is well, your right. Mother? I mean, you can be able to trade stuff. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't I mean, I show that. It, it just that shows you playing the same game. Yeah, you know, but... I, I, yeah, I mean, it shows the connectivity that it has. I mean, whether or not they're going to eliminate some features that you expect from, you know, the 3DS remains to be seen. I mean, maybe they would keep it exclusively to XL only. So that it gives you a reason to buy an X, uh, it gives you a reason to buy a 3DS. I mean, I guess that would make sense. I mean, the one thing is though is that it's not just like a Wii U. Like you know, obviously a Wii U is only so powerful. Um, you know, this new Nintendo actually did have some pretty good, you know, uh, some pretty good looking games that looked like it was um, like in the in the little movie that they had that they were playing, um, Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls was playing, and you know, visually it looked great. I mean, but at this point. You know, Elder Scrolls is, you know, kind of an older game. You know, it's already uh, been out for a you know, good amount of time. And so, I mean, but as far as, you know, what the game can play, Elder Scrolls is, is still a great game. Um, you know, obviously does require, you know, some graphics to play. I mean, I don't think a game like Wii U is going to run a game like that. Uh, you know, so it is more powerful and it is, you know, utilizing... Um, you know, NVIDIA graphics, which is, uh, just got back into, um, you know, which has just got back into, um, console gaming. So, I mean, there's a plus with that as well. So, uh, you know, whether it'll get, uh, more popular or, you know, it'll actually catch on. I mean, that remains to be seen. I know there's a lot of naysayers right now basically saying that, um, it's it's not going to do well, and it, it may even be, uh, you know, similar to what we have already seen with the Wii U, but uh, who knows? I mean, I, I know if you know you're... The thing is, is there's people that love Nintendo, and there's people that love the Nintendo titles, and, you know, some people are going to buy the Nintendo just for the titles and to be able to play the games that they love. And people are still going to go out and buy a PlayStation or an Xbox for the exclusive titles that they have. And, you know, you're buying the consoles for completely different reasons. You know, I mean, Xbox has their own stuff. I mean, PlayStation kind of lacks a lot of exclusives, but they have some. 
and then you know obviously Nintendo has a you know a ton of exclusives as well so I mean depending on what it is I mean right now you know you have Nintendo releasing their VR uh, you know that's gonna be selling like crazy a lot of places are sold out of it already you know we're getting closer to the holiday season I'm sure when they're getting more shipments in they're gonna start selling a lot more of them I mean that price point just for the VR part alone is 400 bucks to add on to your PS4 and then you have like you know their their PS4 Neo system and the Xbox One S you know coming out I mean it almost sounds like fucking mobile phones you know <laughs> they're releasing them every year with an S and then they're gonna release it like now it's the Xbox Two yeah you know and then it's the Xbox Two S you know hope they don't go that route I mean back in the day you'd have a console that was out for like years and years and years you know, then developing stuff for it, and then another console came, and then, you know, you had that console for a a ton of time before they decided to, you know, move ahead with the software upgrade, but, you know, shit's moving so fast now, you know, you only have a console for a couple, you know, like, under five years, and boop, there's another one, you know, less than four years, and it's like, there's another one, so, um, the movie, or the, the movie that's posted on the Nintendo website looks pretty cool. Um, I mean, whether or not it displayed every single thing that this thing's capable of, I don't know. I was actually looking for further details as far as, like, specs and all that kind of thing, but, um, I really couldn't find it. Um, it was giving some names for some of the, um, like what they call the little mini controllers that, uh, you know, snap onto the sides of the system and, um, some other stuff. But, when I was pulling it up, you were, uh, you were probably hearing some of those noises from stupid, uh, you know, videos popping up and all that kind of bullshit so I just closed out of it but um uh I mean I guess we'll wait and see once once I get uh, a little bit more detail on whether or not we're going to decide whether to get one I mean our kids are going to ask us probably for like the new Xbox new Playstation and the new freaking Nintendo for Christmas so uh we're probably only going to get one so uh we'll just decide which one's going to be the better value and uh go on from there I mean I don't honestly I don't see us buying the, the Playstation the new PlayStation, the new Xbox, because I don't think there's that big of bumps to uh, warn an upgrade. I mean, at the most, I could see probably just getting the virtual, the VR system. So maybe it will be Nintendo. So uh, that's what we got. Um, we had to get. I mean, we normally don't have as much turnaround time as you know. Normally, we're like every week, every two weeks. But there was just so much shit that came out today. Like, I just had to record a podcast. So um, this is. Uh, um, this is episode 37 um, you know check us out on twitter at at.com podcast check us out on facebook at conversationalist uh, you can listen to us on soundcloud or look us up under um, look us up on itunes at uh, at uh, conversationalist email us at that conversationalist at uh, gmail.com so um, thanks for listening and goodbye bye